0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew.
1: I'm Kelly. Oh.
0: You're I... going to see
1: my waveform. It's going to be so big.
0: That's a new energy. I've never heard that energy before. What was that?
1: Uh, I'm, j- uh, I'm just excited. We've got a lot of things happening. Yeah. Um, and we took a break last week, so I have a lot of energy. Pent-up ener- pen- <laughs> pent video game energy.
0: Pent-up video game energy. Uh, well, I have good news for you and the audience. The uh, audience might have been like, oh, you took a week off. You guys suck. Good hey. news. Two episodes this week. We're going to make this a two-parter. So this the, this first one is going to be just news and reviews. And we're going to ignore the Jeffys and the Xbox showcase. Um, and then if you're listening time of release, it'll come out. This first episode will come out Wednesday january january, january. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> i looked at j-u-n in the top of my screen i was like yeah that's january um, sure, sure, this okay. first episode is coming out wednesday june 14th but there will be another episode on thursday june 15th you know back to back back
1: so. to back and if you're listening on wednesday happy flag day is it really yeah just look at my calendar.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, I have no idea how you knew that. I don't even know what that means exactly.
1: I, I don't know either. The only in a few flag days, I know of July. is uh, is uh, is, uh, is the uh, gay
0: one. Well, it's that month, Happy Pride. True. Have we, we've had an episode in June though, so we're, uh,
1: yeah, we're just bad. We're bad, mm. uh, bad people. So
0: I mean, I'm, I have my flag outside my house, which I feel is like a lot more. Uh, A lot more pronounced than saying it on the video games podcast. Right. It's really putting it out there in a very different way. Yeah. But also, I have that up eight months of a year until Christmas, and then it changed just to a snowman.
1: A gay snowman?
0: No, just a very normal snowman. Normal? He has a hat. Wait. Are you you saying... I mean, I'm abnormal, oh. but that's unrelated. Oh, <laughs> anyway, I feel like this. I didn't you know expect what, the pride discussion.
1: Sorry, you know what? You can be in uh, VR is a gay snowman, and eventually, <laughs> this fall when MetaQuest three comes out, you may be able to be a gay snowman in meta, in in VR. That's kind of a
0: uh, that's kind of a big promise, Kelly.
1: Because, well, I mean. I don't really know. You could be whatever you want in VR, right? I mean... VR chat? Uh, yeah, but... You could be like an anime girl. Or big dog. Or Elmo. Or uh, uh, a skeleton. This,
0: I feel like you're losing the thread here.
1: Okay, sorry. Uh, the MetaQuest 3 was announced. That's uh, the news. Uh, with more details to come. But it is supposed supposedly coming this fall. Uh, starting at $500. That's US doll hairs.
0: Uh, I'm so curious because well it looks a lot different it looks a lot smaller like especially if you look at the picture of of the woman who has it on her face like it comes out a lot further a lot less far um which i think is an interesting it's a lot more compact you know um yeah and also the controllers don't have those big rings on them anymore which i never i always thought that those were there purely so you didn't bump into things as much in real life like it was like a protective thing but now they're gone so I'm like what did they do maybe it was for the cameras to perceive them easier yeah maybe it was just like
1: an ergonomic thing
0: it's probably I think I just came up it's so that the cameras that face out and look for them have an easier time but the cameras on these look intense like they're not tiny dots anymore they're like full-on like they look like the the little what would you call that the sticky outy part of the phone
1: (laughs) what is what (laughs) you call the little
0: the lenses, but like there's like the lens yeah. chunk,
1: the protrusion, yeah,
0: the yeah, the lens protrusion, <laughs> the lens trusion if you will.
1: So, mu- <laughs> so much of this show is just us finding ways to say things in more complicated <laughs> manners.
0: Yeah, not the lens, but the the protrusion that that contains the lens. <laughs> anyway, it looks yeah. more ergonomic for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, the price tag's a little bit steep, but... Um...
0: My thought, and it's bad, but my thought is that you can get a PSVR 2 for your PS5 for 550 or, or this, which is going to be 500 and you don't even need a PS5, and this is cordless. So what I'm saying is I really want to see the specs, because if the specs are impressive... PlayStation might be, <clears throat> might be uh, squirming right now.
1: I would be squirming if I were them, anyway, because they're about to release a a VR system that's like a bajillion dollars that nobody's going to buy. Well,
0: it's been out for like many months now.
1: Oh, came out well, in
0: February, and nobody's bought it. <laughs>
1: well, you see where my knowledge of the subject lies.
0: I uh, think the, the weirdest th- part of this is announcing it and not being like. Here's some of the details. They did drop the price of the MetaQuest 2, which I think is bullcrap because they raised it, like, less than a year ago. So they just dropped it back to the price it was at. (laughs) And I'm like, what a weird—like, if you bought it in that nine-month window where it was $100 more, I'm sorry. Like, if you paid $400 a couple months ago for the MetaQuest 2, and now the 3 is coming out at almost that same price, or exactly that price if you bought the upper model, that sucks. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. You deserve a coupon. You deserve <laughs> one of those like, two-for-one Arby's coupons.
0: Yeah, two-for-one MetaQuests at two Arby's. Two-for-one
1: Roast Beef MetaQuest 2.
0: I'd be shocked if Arby still had a two-for-one coupon in, in this year.
1: Do you think?
0: No, I don't think. Fast food is not cheap anymore. <laughs> we can talk about that more when we talk about the Jeffies because there is some pertinent news about <laughs> fast food for us. Can I
1: say, I yeah. got a big coupon sheet for Burger King like a month or two ago. Yeah. Just letting you know that it is still a thing that exists.
0: I guess I'm just used to fast food apps being like, or fast food being like download our apps and then the discounts are fine and they only reward you after spending like $300 and then they're like, here's a free Big Mac. And I'm like, I spent $300 here. I didn't though, because I would not spend that much at McDonald's.
1: Yeah. You know who, where you can't eat fast food? Prison. Exactly.
0: I, unless you are in Japan. I don't know what the Japanese prison system is, but I'm guessing they're not getting fast food. Yeah. Uh, but we'll be able to ask Yuji Naka in 31 months <laughs> after his 30-month sentence in prison. The creator of Sonic, Yujinaka, is going to prison. Uh, we talked about this before. He was arrested on uh, counts of insider training related to square Enix properties this happened uh, twice once was for that dragon quest mobile game and then the other time was for final fantasy 7 first soldier uh i don't know i think these are like two crimes he kind of did in tandem but they were found out separately so that's why he got arrested twice which is crazy um but now he's going to prison it's real he's gone for two and a half years the, the creator of sonic's about to be in a cell
1: yeah, I I wasn't laughing at the reality that he's going to prison. You can laugh um, a little. I don't know why I laughed. Sometimes I'm confronted with information that is so absurd to my mind that I don't know how to react and laughter happens.
0: Do you think that when we started this <clears throat> show, a headline we could have guessed is, creator of Sonic goes to prison? No. Well, no. I mean, you could think a different answer, but I think no.
1: I think no. I think nay.
0: Okay. Nay. I would say nay. Nay.
1: Much like a horse. Like much a Like a horse? A horse featured in the marketing for the one and only sequel to the uh, <laughs> Nintendo Switch launch title, 1-2-Switch, uh, a sequel titled Everybody 1-2-Switch, uh, which is coming out June 30th, according uh-huh. to Nintendo. You can pre-order it right now for 30 US dollars
0: um hey kelly yeah where's the trailer
1: um let's not worry about that let's instead that. focus on the very fun image that accompanies this new story which is a bunch of people and some of them on their phones and some of them are using switch controllers uh joy cons if you will hmm. and in the middle is a but per- uh is a person wearing a horse mask Um, Uh that's fun for me personally. I literally have nothing else to say about this news story because I don't know what else to say. Thank you.
0: There's one screenshot and it's two people, um, holding Joy-Cons at their tummies. One of the people, the man on the right in this article, Kelly, um, he's really scary. (laughs) <laughs> he has a, a smile on his face but it doesn't look like happy. It looks like he's winning in 1-2-Switch. I'm sorry, he's winning in Everybody 1-2-Switch and he's uh he's gonna gloat about it afterwards. But yeah, like he, way too much.
1: Yeah, that smile is definitely horrific in nature. Much like the horrors that await you when you play Everybody 1-2-Switch.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm very curious this is at time of recording a little over two weeks away (laughs) have you ever played one two switch no it was a grand time when I played it for the first time but that was because one I was living in a college dorm and everybody was just hanging out playing one two switch and I didn't have to pay for it and two it was just the switch hype so, like, everybody's like, this is crazy. But now I look back and I'm like, I would never pay to pay for a game where I pretend to hit my chest like a gorilla for points. <laughs> yeah. That's silly. Yeah. Um, more Nintendo news, though. Reportedly, Illumination has closed a deal to adapt to the big screen Legend of Zelda. I think we all probably figured that the next Nintendo franchise to make the big screen leap was going to be Zelda. I th- would have hoped a studio would take over that maybe maybe didn't make the Minions on this one. but But they will. <laughs> I was even hoping for maybe DreamWorks, which is also Universal, and it's like close, but DreamWorks I feel like does more What's the word? There's just more soul in those movies. Yeah. And, and Illumination is a money factory first. Yeah. Uh and uh, Illumination's also kind of silly. Like silly down to the in its bones. It's like what if we were silly all the time? And I don't think Zelda Zelda has some silly parts, but I've never thought that Zelda is a particularly funny series.
1: I would agree. I, um, I think Studio Ghibli would be a really good fit for a Zelda game, mm-hmm. movie. Uh, hello? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but I would also like to throw it back to a conversation that me and Andrew had at the movie theater when we saw the Mario movie, which is an Illumination original. Yes. Andrew said to me, do you think they'll make a Zelda movie next? And I said, no chance. Well, folks, I'm gonna eat my words here. I'm gonna eat crow. I was wrong. That's a, that's an expression. Is it's it? an old expression. Okay. Yeah, you, you can look it up. Um, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just want I just I want everybody to know that I've got the egg on my face and that I am proudly admitting that I was wrong. Um and I'm upset. But it's fine because who even cares anymore? You know, mm. I mean These movies, man, they're just going to keep happening. They're going to keep churning them out, and they're going to be bad. But it's just going to be endless upon endless returns because people want to see Link and Zelda and Ganondorf on the big screen.
0: I'm like my only hope here because Illumination movies all look the same style wise. Even Mario kind of fit the Illumination mold with a Mario twist. I hope that that's not the case here. I hope that they go for something like... I don't need them to make it 2D, but like cell shaded at least, you know? Yeah. Maybe do something unique with the animation style. I just worry that they're not going to hit the best parts about Zelda.
1: Yeah. I think you might be right. Well, folks, um, I know that we've been following this... Stupid Activision uh, acquisition for a very long time. Sorry, I couldn't think of a very good transition.
0: I liked you saying stupid loudly. I just
1: just dove right in. Um, So Microsoft has been trying to purchase or acquire Activision Blizzard for like two years now. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. It's close. Maybe, Maybe it's been more than a year. But um. The Federal Trade Commission. Ever heard of them? I FTC? Have. Uh, They are suing the company to block this billion-dollar acquisition. Um, and the deal's deadline is actually coming up. It's July 18th, so they have to. They have to. The FT, FTC is trying to block it before then, so it might not happen, which would be crazy, but. Not unexpected because the steel is getting blocked in a lot of different places, or it's attempting to be blocked in a lot of different places. So, this does not come as a shock to me.
0: No. But the US is the biggest market. So, if it doesn't work there, because I know like the UK, there were discussions of like, oh, we'll, we'll just splinter so we have Blizzard UK or Activision UK, and then Activision's part of uh, Microsoft everywhere else. Which would be crazy, but, like, that's one territory. And England's not the biggest territory in the world. But U.S. is the biggest moneymaker for both these companies. So I think they would be... They're probably a little bit sweaty right now. They're probably a little upset by this. Sweaty because they're nervous, not sweaty because they've been running around like chickens with their heads come off. Like, like, Like Bill Spencer with his... Bobby cut off.
1: Oh. True.
0: Thanks. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) To talk about an actual video game, though, Final Fantasy 16, very soon, comes out June 22nd. I had to think about that. Um, There was a presentation that they did a few days ago, and they were talking about the music. They talked about the fact that Platinum Games helped on this game. That was a cool reveal. They talked about the fact that the Kingdom Hearts team helped with the combat of this game. Very cool. They talked about the narrative some. I did not launch this because I'm playing this game. I don't need to see this stuff. And then, surprise, surprise, well, unless you read uh, a lot of information that came up before. Surprise, surprise, anyway. Final Fantasy 16 now has a demo available on PlayStation 5, its only platform that it will be available on. This demo is the first couple hours of the game, and that means, yes, Your progress carries over. I am thrilled. You're fine.
1: Woo! Woo! Woo!
0: woo. I like half-like demos because I'm like, yeah, I want to try this game. But then other half of me is like, well, if I'm going to play the game, if there's any chance I'm going to play the game, I don't want to have to replay this section. So demos that release and they're like, this is the first X number of hours of the game. And they come out before launch. Yes, please. Because like next week I'll be... Next week, I'll be kind of clear, but the the weekend that it comes out, because it comes out on a Thursday, that weekend, I'm busy. So the fact that I'll be able to get a couple hours in before the game comes out and just continue where I left off, I love that. Because it basically feels to me like an early launch. Like, I'll just play it, like, two days before launch, you know? Right. I love that. Do that more. Devs.
1: Devs? You heard it here first. Developers? I'm excited for you.
0: Are you playing 16? Uh, uh, yeah. Are you going to try the demo first or are you just going to wait?
1: I'm going to go in, um, with no knowledge beyond the trailers. I'm not going to play the demo. I'm not a big demo person. I don't know.
0: I mean, I, like I said, I generally agree. I played another demo for a game that we'll talk about, I guess tomorrow. If you're listening to this on day of release, um, And it felt kind of crappy because I was like, if I go back and play this game, I'll just have to redo this section. But the the bright side of this is it's basically like early access. It's like limited early access. They're like, play the first couple hours. And then when you get the disc, pop that in and continue where you left off. I like that. It almost feels like early access more than a demo to me.
1: Right. Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: And I've like they even said they were like, hey. There's a lot of cutscenes in this, and that's because it's the prologue of the game. It is the story setup, which like is very, demos are usually like gameplay selections, you know, making you excited to play the game. But this is a lot of story from what I've heard. So I look forward to trying it. I look forward to playing 16. I already have it on its way. So, well, not right. It probably hasn't shipped yet. That'd be kind of crazy. I like your little song. (laughs)
1: i'm trying to uh, be excited but also to match what you're saying yeah so i was excited for you that you're the game is on the way but then you said it's probably not actually on the way and then i was less excited (laughs) but i'll be excited for you again soon when it actually is on the way
0: um do you want to be excited for games that we actually have and have played
1: yes i do
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. We're going to go uh, off air, be excited about video games, and just play them. And you don't get to hear about them.
1: Aw, boo-boo.
0: Sucks for you. No, it doesn't. <laughs> We're going to talk about them. <gasps> psych. Surprise. Psych. Whoa. I shouldn't point at the camera. You're the only one there, so I'm just pointing at you.
1: <laughs> That's all right. And right. can't even see to it.
0: Kelly's webcam passed away, so when I'm pointing, I'm just pointing at a little JPEG of her.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I don't know. It's been know. like that for a long time. Well, I didn't <laughs> I want to call you out a on camera. that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry.
0: It's okay. I like pointing at your JPEG. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll fight your JPEG. <gasps> maybe I'll beat up your on JPEG. On the streets? Maybe, yeah, maybe I'll approach your JPEG on the street and punch <laughs> it. Wow. Street Fighter Six launched between the last episode and now. I have been playing it quite a lot. I have played mm, 70% of the main story, which there's a story, I'll get into that, as well as a hefty few hours of local co-op with a friend, Etwa. And I got a lot to say. I like fighters to an extent, but I always feel like there's a distance between me and them. The only fighter that I've ever really like clicked with to an extreme extent is Smash. And then I think Guilty Gear Strive last year got kind of close. But that was also because I was playing in the same room as people and I would never play it alone. Um, this game, that's not the case because, yes, it has local co op and, yes, it has online play, which is not my jam usually, but it has something called World Tour Mode, which you probably have heard about. It is a story. So you have a character that you create and they can have any different body proportions that you want. They go crazy. Gender doesn't matter, height doesn't matter. It just You do what you want, and it applies like the length of your punches are determined by the length of your arms. So sometimes characters look incredibly weird, but my goodness, their reach is crazy. Also means they're easier to hit, though. So, you know, you gotta keep that in mind. I just made a character that I thought was cute, because that's what matters more than anything in the world. True. Um, And you, end, you embark on the story mode. It's kind of spearheaded by the character Luke, who is on the cover of the game. He is the mascot for street fighter six, which is crazy, you know, dropping Ryu from all of the marketing and instead focusing on this new character, Luke. Um, I think he's a wonderful addition. He was introduced as DLC for five as like a teaser for what street fighter six would hold. And I didn't play that DLC, but let me tell you, it is just, A special game. The mechanics they have on on show here are incredible. The visuals are nuts. They went for a more realistic style as far as like modeling and stuff, but there's tons of uh, graffiti effects that happen when you're doing special attacks, when you do counters, all this incredible stuff going on on screen. Tons of attention to detail, and the gameplay. Obviously, this is a fighting game. Number one thing is gameplay. I'm not going to go too deep, but I'll, I'll hit some of the big points. They have a system called Drive, so. If you hold the uh, left bumper, I'm not going to say what buttons because it depends what control scheme, but there's a, a counter option. So, you know, you press this button and you will go through a couple attacks. So if somebody's punching you and you press it before they start, you'll go through it and punch them, knock them down. You can also hold the other option, which is a uh, parry. So you will just absorb the hits and increase your drive gauge. And these are great options, but they're limited. You know, you have a gauge, and if it runs out, you're in big trouble. Your general speed is down. If somebody hits you with their drive attack, you could be stunned completely, and they could do some serious damage. Um, But it's an incredible addition because it kind of allows you to, to foresee what the opponent's doing, and you don't have to do anything fancy. You just press that drive button, and you do an attack that fights back. Which is good, because I love fighting games to an extent, but I always have trouble getting over the control schemes, which is this game's biggest plus, There are three options when you start up this game. One is classic controls. So that works the same way that Street Fighter always has. You have uh, light and heavy punch, kick, and um, the other one. I don't remember what the other one is. uh, But it's six attack buttons. Um, And then you uh, perform certain specials by doing different uh, movements on your stick or on your D-pad. So you'll do like a quarter circle forward. So push the stick down. Swing it up to the right. Half circle, full circle, all this different stuff. Um, it's a lot to learn, because you have to learn what does what for all these different characters. Modern control scheme is the new thing they introduced in this game, and this is what I think is going to really break down barriers and get people into this game. When you play story mode, by default, it puts you on the modern control scheme. You do do 20% less damage, but if you can get over that, you have three attack buttons for punch, kick, and... And hev- or sorry, uh, light, medium, and heavy attacks. And you also have a button for special attacks. So instead of having to do quarter circles or all this fancy stuff, you just press that special button and a direction, the same way that Smash's special worked. So you just go like forward triangle. Boom, you do a Hadouken. Backward triangle, you do a Tatsumaki spin, you know? And every character has their different options. Um, it's slightly limiting because some characters have more specials than you have options so you will have to learn how to do those ones traditionally but that barrier that entry barrier is way lower because it means every character kind of controls the same and you can jump between them you don't have to learn each character so deeply anymore as long as you kind of have an understanding of how the controls work and if you've played any world tour they do they do a fantastic job of introducing you to those control schemes um I really appreciate it. I am actually sticking to modern. I thought I'd transition back to classic at some point, but I just love the way that modern feels. And, you know, the 20% reduction in damage is worth it because I feel like I'm more than 20% better at the game. So it's, you know, it's a trade off, and I'm glad I did it. They also have adaptive gameplay, which is press buttons however you want. The AI will make you do cool things. It's kind of silly, you know but it's great, you know, if somebody if you're sitting with somebody who doesn't play video games, doesn't play a lot of fighting games, or you're playing with like your little nephew who doesn't know how to play video games very well. Just turn on adaptive. Mash those buttons. It it really leans into the mash buttons have fun. <laughs> um
1: I appreciate that. I appreciate any yeah. game that will let you be silly and goofy.
0: Yeah, I'm really happy with the game when I played local cop, like I said that was the highlight. We were both learning this game. The controls are so tight. The visuals are incredible. And you just hop into matches so fast. On PS5, loading is like nothing. The rematch button means you are instantly fighting again. There's no loading screen at all. So if you just want to try again with the same characters, you're just playing instantly. Uh, There's just so much speed. And we played, like, I think close to 60 matches in, like, two hours. So you're playing games, like, that's average two minutes per game, and not accounting for the fact that we took some breaks and got some water and like all this stuff. So it is a very tightly put together package and I highly recommend giving it a try. It is the most accessible fighting game I think ever made, you know, mm-hmm. I think it has even surpassed smash in that regard. So kudos to Capcom. Good job. Thanks Capcom.
1: Capcom.
0: I have another new game I played. I'll be quicker though, because I talked a little bit about this last episode, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I finished this game completely. Um, Like I said last time, this just takes the best parts about Fallen Order and enhances them completely. You start with all of the same movement abilities that you did in the last game, that you earned by the end of last game, I should say. And you're sped up. You move quicker. The controls are snappier. And you add more things to your repertoire. So you end up getting you know, an air dash later in the game, and that is a huge game changer. It starts feeling almost like it could be a platform if it wanted to. The gameplay design is just so good. The level designs are a lot more clear than the first game. There's less overlapping stuff, which is, you know, losing a little bit of verticality for the sake of clarity, I think's okay. And it also means, oh, just run straight back to your ship. Plus, you can now fast travel, so you don't have to do the backtracking just to get back to your ship anymore, which was one of my most... Uh, big complaints about the first game um, and they know that the story is maybe not the most important thing and they focus much more on character relations um, and it's, it's still Star Wars it's still a little silly a little, a little dumb but like it is I, you, they focus on the characters so I care about these characters and I think they're fun and I like them by the end and that's all that really matters I'm connected to them um, and I think that I'll forget what happened in the story but I'll probably remember these characters a lot longer than I would have the first game Um, So kudos to them for doing that. I do highly recommend it if you've played the first game. Play the first game first because it's such a direct continuation. Plus it's super cheap to get all the time that it's worth giving a try. You know, it's on Game Pass. Um, It's always on sale on PlayStation. Um, This game is $70, so maybe try that one first. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jedi Survivor is on sale in the near future. But great game. Big improvement over the first game, which was pleasantly surprised because I like the first game to begin with. Kelly? Yes? Your turn. Your turn. What'd you play? What'd you play? Did you play anything new?
1: Oh, I sure did, <gasps> everybody. I'm a gamer, as you, you may know. You are? Yeah, I am. I don't just play the same five video games on repeat until I die. Sometimes I play new video games. <laughs> and I did play a new video game in the time uh, since we recorded last, Diablo 4 came out. Um... I wasn't really expecting to play this, but I heard, had heard a lot of really good things. And I had heard that if I was a fan of RPGs, that I should play it. And I said, all right, you know what? I'll do it. So I bought it and I've been playing it and I've been having a really good time. Woo! Um, the gameplay is really fast paced, very snappy, and... Um, it reminds me a little bit just the quest system since it is a big online multiplayer game the quest system reminds me a little bit of final fantasy 14 because i'm always running around and then i'll get a little quest and then i'll get another little quest and then i'll get another little quest and i'll do those quests and then i'll come back and then i'll do the big quest um it's very fun i like encountering other players throughout my journeys because I like to see other people's builds Um, I have not done any parties yet so I haven't done any like big raids or anything like that but I will do like the smaller raids that I've encountered that you can just kind of stumble upon in the world and then people will like come and help you out it's kind of cool Um, I had a good time with like the character creation I think the skill trees are really really well detailed there's so much variety of what you can do with your character um, there's a few different classes. There's Druid, Barbarian, Sorcerer, Rogue, and Necromancer. I feel like I'm missing one. Me, but I Andrew. Andrew's a class. And Andrew. Yeah, you can play Andrew as well. Um, <laughs> very detailed skill tree. Um, I picked Necromancer because I just liked the way the the, the Necromancer looked um, and I thought it was a cool class. It's not something that you you really get to play in a lot of other fantasy games where you get to choose your role. Mm-hmm. Barbarian, druid, stuff like that, it's a little bit more, I don't want to say commonplace, but um, but you probably will get the chance to play a sorcerer in a different game. You don't always get the chance to play a necromancer. Um, as far as like the story goes, I don't think it's like the most engaging story in the world. I don't feel particularly... Attached to the characters like I would for, uh, you know, maybe like like Baldur's Gate. I'm very attached to the characters, or yeah. or like even Final Fantasy 14. I feel very attached to the characters. The Diablo characters less so. I I do believe this is intentional because if you're playing on hardcore mode, your character can die and oh. then you have to re-roll and do a new character. Um. So, uh, part of me believes that this is just an, an intentional feature of the game. You're not really supposed to get attached. Mm -hmm. Um, i think that it looks really nice it runs really well um i'm always wary with like online games um that are exclusively online that something that they'll they'll be stuttery or jittery or they won't they won't run super well especially like an mmo kind of game um not saying that's what this is i mean i guess anyway i don't know how you would define it but uh it it runs really well and um and yeah i'm having a good time i i think the world is very interesting it's very dark um so if that's not your style then i don't know if it's dark it's hard to explain because it's dark but it's not like i don't find myself like miserable you know when i'm playing it it's it's there's I don't know maybe it's because I don't feel as engaged in the story but anyway I'm There's having like an a really good time yeah, yeah yeah I'm having a really good time I think the combat and the gameplay is really really fun if you're into just like I want to kill like a bajillion enemies then this is the game for you because it is so easy to just like run through hit him well I'm a necromancer so Hit them with your reap skill. And then your explode the corpse skill. And then raise skeleton skill. So you got a little skeleton army with you. Um, It's a lot of fun. So I would recommend it for really anybody. Because I think it is with its new settings where you don't have to play in hardcore mode. It is more accessible. You can keep your character even after they die. I will say my character has not died yet. Uh, You're so good.
0: You're so good at games.
1: it's, It's not... It's just, I think maybe <laughs> Necromancer's a little bit OP, I won't lie to you, because you basically heal every time you kill. Oh. Um, I find the leveling to be very easy, not easy. Most Generous? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities for you to get experience and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, maybe I'll report back when I have more story knowledge, mm-hmm. because I'm definitely not done yet. Um, but as of now, I'm having a good time and I would recommend it. And it's a bit steep, uh, for what it is, but I mean, price wise, it's a bit steep, but, um, I think you can get a lot of value out of it because you're probably going to be playing it a lot. And when you're done with one character, you can reroll and play in a different role and, experience a new kind of gameplay as you go through the story again or if you're more into you know the multiplayer elements you can do raids and stuff like that and parties and what have you yeah which i don't have any friends so that's not uh that's not an option for me so you're um my
0: co-host oh (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) That's so mean
1: no i'm just kidding you're my friend
0: Okay. And I think maybe when like... you
1: when one day you play Diablo 4, we can have a party together.
0: Well, I'm playing it soon because I'm just waiting for my library to get a copy because I know they have one, but it's just not on the shelf yet because they like list it, but it's not available. So I'm just waiting well, for
1: that. Well, I'm yeah. telling you right now that cross-platform is an option, so.
0: Well, maybe we'll try that. Do we have to like, is it like if we progress, do we progress together or is it like I would join your lobby and help you progress only?
1: I think it is a lobby by lobby basis. I don't know. I haven't done it yet, so I'm not 100% sure.
0: Well, we'll have to do some research. And also, I don't uh, know if I want to play with you because you called me a uh, co-host, oh. not friend.
1: <laughs> I know, but I immediately corrected myself and said you were my friend.
0: Okay. I feel a tiny bit better. <laughs> um, well, Kelly, it yes. feels like we have more to talk about. It's almost like there was a whole uh, couple events that happened. <gasps>
1: That's true.
0: So, I guess tune in tomorrow? That feels weird to say. That's exciting. Woo! Tune in tomorrow. We'll be back for another episode to talk about Summer Games Fest. Summer Game Fest.
1: Summer Game Fest.
0: (laughs) It's Summer Games Fest. I don't care what it actually (laughs) is. It's Summer Games Fest.
1: We need to sit Jeff down and have a talking to.
0: Stick an S on that. Stick an S on that. It's Summer Games Fest now. Just start calling it that.
1: Exactly.
0: Anyway, bye, everybody.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. Bye.